0: This is Jennifer Pepita with the Restoration Home Podcast. This is the show where we talk about the peaceful path to connected families and restored communities. Today on the show, I'm going to be talking about Christmas planning. I know a lot of you have already gotten started on your Christmas planning But today I'm going to run through a Christmas Planner PDF. It's a free download that we've linked in the show notes. So pause the podcast and print that out really quick. And I'm just going to go through how I plan for Christmas for my family of seven children and all the adults. So on the Christmas Planner sheet, there are a few different categories first of all there's a section for writing a child's name and then when we buy christmas presents in our family we try to keep things really simple we do something you want something you need something to wear something to read and so in this christmas planning sheet i'll just write down some ideas of what those things might be so i'll write the child's name in that left hand column and then write down the something they want or the something they need, something to wear, something to read. I'm going to link a few Christmas shopping lists. For instance, if you are doing the playful pioneers with your children, the something they want this year might be a pioneer dress up costume or an old fashioned ice cream maker or something along those lines, or maybe you guys are doing the kind kingdom and a great gift for your children would be a knight costume or a wooden sword or something to make their kind kingdom experience more alive. And then something you need. I mean, there are so many beautiful supplies that we can get our children at Christmas, like crayons or watercolor paints or a amazing sketchbook, a microscope. So I think when we take some time to plan ahead, then we have an easier time buying gifts that are thoughtful and that aren't going to just be adding a bunch more plastic to organize in our homes. Obviously, there's a something to wear category that could be new pajamas or a great lounge outfit for a teen, something to read. I spend time going up towards Christmas browsing thrift stores. I often find wonderful classics And you can download our family book list if you need some great ideas or any of our curriculum book lists if you're looking for ideas for your children for Christmas. Uh, You know, another idea for what books to put on that list is just checking out the independent book list. In each of the resources, we have the main book list, which you've already probably purchased. But then for each month, we have an independent book list. That would be a great place to look because their age categorized by age so it'd be easy to look there and see what might be a great fit for your children for there's something to read because one of the best parts of christmas for our family is the day after or or the day of christmas the few days after where we just snuggle in and read our new books and eat our candy or whatever it might be And then there's a category for writing down what you want to get for stocking stuffers. Some of the things that I put in my children's stockings are like lip gloss or coffee gift cards. Now I have so many teens and adults, but even simple, fun little things like mini sewing kits, flashlights, new pens and pencils and erasers, all of this stuff that is useful and still brings delight on Christmas morning are the kinds of things that I put in stocking stuffers uh, or in the stockings, you know, even little mini uh, microscopes or a bug catcher. There's so many fun things that can go along with the curriculum you're using that we can put in the stockings. And so it's just one less school supply you have to buy. I'm all about making things simple. And I hope that this episode is going to be helpful for you. And then on the Christmas planning sheet, I hope you've printed that out. There's also a space to write down gifts to buy for friends and family. So, if you're buying gifts for parents, grandparents, sisters, or brothers, if you're buying gifts for neighbors or teachers, this is a great way to just list that all out. Because, you know, we as moms, homeschool moms, uh, working moms, whatever state in the world you find yourself, we've got a lot on our minds. And so, trying to just get through the holiday season with keeping all of the things we have to do in our heads isn't going to help us sleep well at night. So on this sheet, I've tried to include every category to really help you have at a glance what needs to be done. This is what I've used every year for several years. So the gifts to buy for friends and family, write down everybody you need to buy for in that little section. Then you can just check it off as you go. And then there's also three other categories, cookies to bake, handcrafts to make, and activities to do. The Peaceful Press has the Christmas Guide Volume 1 with four weeks of amazing activities in phonics, counting, art, practical skills, large and fine motor skills. And so there's a lot of activities there, and then Christmas Guide Volume 2 has The same category slightly more advanced in the phonics and counting skills area. And so getting one of those guides and using it throughout the Christmas holiday can be so much fun. But not all of you who are maybe homeschooling older kids or your kids are in school, maybe you don't have time to do every single activity. This is where the Christmas planning sheet can really come in handy because I'll write down the sort of top activities that we want to do. Like I definitely want to do orange garland with my children. I definitely want to make some cinnamon salto ornaments. And so those things are going to go on the list here. And then activities, like I don't want to be at 20 different Christmas performances. Let me tell you, I want to have some time to just be quiet and still as a family. I want to be able to take walks in the snow. I want to be able to go to at least one musical performance, but not 20. And so In that activities to do section, that's where I write down all of the activities that are important to us as a family, you know, getting together with our extended family, like I said, going to a musical performance or a nativity play, I put down the really important things and that way I'm not tempted to add in too many activities over the holidays and then there's that cookies to bake category and each of the Peaceful Press Christmas resources, we include several recipes. And then there's also the Peaceful Press cookbook, which has all of the recipes from all the curriculum. So you can make sugar cookies. You could make a Christmas stolen. It's a beautiful bread with almond paste inside of it. You might want to make ginger snap cookies. So I think having a little list there and then maybe in your family, you're going to give some of these things as gifts in the Christmas guides, There's a few different gift ideas. So one of them might be making up little jars of hot cocoa mix to go to give away to neighbors. Another activity might be making up, uh, you know, soup jars or some other kind of gift. And so having those things written down is going to make it easier to assemble those gifts. And, you know, obviously if you have the little gift section, you could just put together a basket of some of the things that you've made over Christmas. I, One of the families the other day was sewing this adorable little apple pillow. And in Christmas Guide Volume 2, I think there's a tutorial for nativity animal little ornaments that you could make. Uh, there's the wooden star ornaments that you could make, the orange garland. Any of those would make such beautiful gifts for neighbors or friends or family and obviously very inexpensive as well. So that's the Christmas planner. But like I said, if you grab any of the Christmas resources, Unearthing Wonder, Christmas Guide Volume 1, or Christmas Guide Volume 2, even the Winter Guide has a week of Christmas activities. So each one of these is going to have so many ideas. And then if you aren't able to do every single one, just write it down on the Christmas planning sheet what the highlights are. And it'll help you stay focused. And then, you know, as you're thinking about an Advent, like an Advent can be such a sweet tradition in your family to just do some kind of reading every evening and then in some way meditate on the expectancy of the holiday season, of remembering that we're waiting for Jesus and really welcoming him into our homes. And so over the years, we've done many different advent resources. I've used the Jesse tree by Ann Voskamp. I think it's, uh, it, it developed another name and we'll link that. Uh, We used slow and sacred by Jennifer Naraki, but over the last few years, we have used all creation weights with unearthing wonder. And so in all creation weights, there are 25 different stories about animals and they are so beautifully written. They really evoke a lot of emotion as you read about these animals and the almost quiet suffering some of them are doing as they hibernate for winter and the hope that spring will come again. And it really causes us to think about our Savior and the expectancy that we have, you know, come thou long expected Jesus. And so reading through those stories is so uh, heartwarming. But then in Unearthing Wonder, I wrote a companion commentary for each story that brings in part of the nativity story, part of the experience of Elizabeth as she carried uh, John the Baptist or the experience of Mary, as she said, you know, as it is, so be it unto me. And so each day there'll be this biblical commentary with A Bible verse and a recommended hymn, as well as some activities. And I think that these activities can be really helpful for you as you're developing a new Christmas memory, a new Christmas tradition that is for a connected family and restored communities. One of the activities, for example, is just thinking about Christmas's past and maybe some of the good memories and maybe some of the bad memories. I know. For myself, when I was a young child, maybe five or six years old, there was a Christmas where I don't think I got any presents. Like, obviously, when you're a child, you remember things kind of fuzzy. But I do remember that I was very upset that when we got to my grandma's house, there was just one group gift for me and all five of my siblings and I felt really ripped off and disappointed. I I think I cried. I might have even gotten in trouble with my dad about that. And it was interesting because as I went through my life as a mother, as an adult, I found that at nearly every Christmas, I was a little bit disappointed. It was so immature and even kind of embarrassing. Like my husband would buy me a beautiful gift, and I would kind of wish it was something else. And so every Christmas, I had this slight disappointment after I opened my gifts, even after I was a mother, even after I had older children. And then one Christmas, we were in Italy, we were sitting in this medieval little apartment in the town of Assisi where St. Francis came from, And it was a non-present Christmas anyhow because we had made a commitment that we were going to Italy instead of exchanging presents. But we did somehow pull together stockings and there was a stocking there for me. And there was a few things in it. And I had the normal feeling of disappointment after I dumped out that stocking. I was an adult. I had adult children. How sad. But instead of staying in that disappointed feeling. I went and I did a little bit of journaling with Jesus. I actually said, you know, Jesus, can you can you come and be with me in this memory of being a six-year-old child and feeling so disappointed at Christmas? Can you comfort me? Can you help me see things maybe from a new perspective? And as I took the time to be quiet with the Lord you know, Christmas morning in between the bustle of stockings. And I was baking cinnamon rolls in this tiny little oven with ingredients purchased in Italian when I spoke not a word of Italian. And so it was this whole adventure of a day and a little bit intense. But I took this time in the morning to just be with the Lord and ask him to give me his perspective and not just his perspective, like his correction. I didn't just need him to say, stop being such a whiny baby. I needed him to come and be with me and, and show me how much he loved me. And I really felt his comfort in that moment. As I set myself aside to get his perspective on this memory, I, I felt his comfort. I, I, you know, almost saw a picture of him coming, just holding me and giving me some presents. I think one of the presents in my, you know, whether it was a dream or a vision or whether it was just an experience with God, um, one of them was a ring. And so beautiful because in the I think it's in Revelations, it talks about Jesus giving the bride a ring and a robe. I'll look for the verse. But it was a really, really sweet experience with the Lord. And ever since then. I have not had that same feeling of disappointment on Christmas. This has been several years now. And, you know, in that Christmas morning, a few people had, a few people in the family had gone out and bought me little presents in the towns in Italy. My husband had, I think, some earrings or something that were really pretty. And ever since then, my Christmas memories have been full of delight and peace and a feeling of satisfaction whereas before for most of my life into my 40s I had this feeling of disappointment over the holidays and so actually that is one of the activities in unearthing wonder the advent guide is just taking time to remember Christmases in the past because so much of our adult pain comes from uh, childhood memories that weren't processed and so taking some time, just identify, oh, my parents fought every time we put up the Christmas tree, and now every time we put up the Christmas tree, there's conflict in our family, or we always had to do this on Christmas, and it was never fun, and so I still dread this certain activity. And I think when we invite Jesus into some of these experiences, some of these memories, and you know, there's there are different therapy systems that use this kind of a process— Sometimes it's just you telling that little child as an adult, you know, little child, it's not going to be like that anymore. It's going to be okay if that's comfortable for you. Sometimes it's asking Jesus to tell you what his perspective of, but in some way, reparenting that broken part of yourself so that you can experience joy. And then for your children, what a blessing to them to, while they're still children, talk through some of this. To, while they're still children, use the powerful tool of conversation to let them remember, like maybe they do remember a Christmas where you guys were fighting or where they didn't get the present they wanted. And so as you sit in the evening, and this is just one activity, there are so many beautiful activities. This is just one in Unearthing Wonder. But as you sit there in the evening and you read the story and then you ask your children, can you remember a happy Christmas? Can you remember a sad Christmas? And then just giving them a chance to talk about it and express some empathy for what they experienced and maybe even explain, like, you know, we had a Christmas when we we were missionaries and we were traveling across the United States in a travel trailer to meet with some churches and supporters. And this Christmas was not good. We were all by ourselves in a campground in Mississippi. We didn't know anybody. It felt really lonely. And I'm sure for my children, there are some... Pain points there. But when we take time, if they express something, if your children say, actually, yeah, this one Christmas was really hard for me, if they express that, take some time to just say, oh man, I know that was a really hard Christmas. And I felt really bad about the way you felt alone, or I felt really sad that you felt unloved. And, you know, here's some of the things that were going on. We were. We were so far away from home and we didn't know anybody there. And it made me feel really sad. And then I started fighting with dad. And, you know, if you can talk through some of that with your children and help them process it verbally, it's not going to have the same pain in adulthood as some of us are carrying from our own Christmas memories. So, you know, in every season, and I'm talking here about the holidays, but really with your children, so much of the big, Adult traumas can be eliminated by just processing through conversation a little bit better as they go. So, I hope that you'll take a look at the Christmas planner, fill that out so you can create a more peaceful holiday season. Grab one of our beautiful holiday guides to bring more joy and fun into your Christmas. And then make sure that you take time throughout the holidays to be available to conversation with your children. There's nothing more important in our parenting than being present, being present with Jesus and letting him heal our hearts and comfort us and being present with our children so that they know that there are safe people they can go to, that they don't have to carry all of their pain by themselves and that we can help them create a more connected experience as a child where they feel loved and safe with the adults in their lives. Thanks for joining today. I'll link the Christmas planner and the Christmas resources in the show notes. And I forgot to mention, if you're doing Unearthing Wonder with small children, there's a brand new picture book version of All Creation Waits. It's just one poem per day. So it makes it a lot faster reading. So if you've done Unearthing Wonder in the past with the chapter book version of All Creation Waits, you might enjoy mixing it up this year And doing the picture book version just to get it done a little faster, or maybe you have younger children that would really enjoy those pictures and poems with the corresponding animals from Unearthing Wonder.